0: welcome to the revolution hello and welcome to red pill revolution my name is austin adams thank you so much for listening today i appreciate it so much it has been a little bit since our last episode Uh, So I'm really excited to jump back into it. I've been literally like itching to do a podcast episode with you guys. There's been so much that has been going on over the last, I don't know, uh, several, several weeks, I guess two and a half weeks now. And uh, again, I'm really excited to jump into it. So today's episode, we're going to jump into some of the more interesting topics that have come up over the last several weeks, including uh, we'll touch on the liberal world order that Biden's uh, advisor spoke to over the last, uh, I believe it was in the last several days. We're also going to touch on the Baymax situation with Disney. If you're not familiar, Disney had a new series come out uh, regarding Baymax and Baymax is (laughs) Um, what is the movie called? Uh, Big Hero 6. If you don't have children, you might not know it. But Big Hero 6 was the movie. It's a great movie. But they came out with a series recently where there's some interesting things that they uh, talk to your children about that a lot of people are kind of uncomfortable with. Um, Some parts of the uh, trans agenda. So we'll discuss those things today. We're also going to talk on the Joe Biden cue card situation. (laughs) If you haven't heard about that, basically, they were telling him when to breathe and what to say, when to sit down, the fact that it was going to be him who is sitting down and not somebody else. I don't know how you make somebody else sit down, but uh, yeah, they were very, very specific in their words. So we'll talk about all that. All right. Before we jump into that, though, I need you to do one thing for me. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, Rumble, uh, wherever you're at right now, go ahead and hit that subscribe button button it means the world to me it takes five seconds five seconds to your time i know that every day you go through your day you're trying to look for a way to get some good karma to feel good about yourself and know that you're doing something for somebody else and you can do that very easily right now and all you gotta do just tap 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 that subscribe button real quick for me all right the next thing you can do leave a five-star review if you're on apple Podcasts, if you're on spotify's youtube wherever leave a five-star review it helps us with the rankings again i appreciate it so much and that's all i got for you you there. All right. So what we're going to go into first is going to be the liberal world order that Joe Biden's advisor talked about. And we'll go ahead and watch the clip first. Then we're going to look at a clip of Joe Biden actually referencing the same exact world order uh, at the World Economic Forum. So we'll look at that clip from back in 2017, I believe it was. So let's watch this clip. Uh, we'll listen to it together, and then we will look at Joe Biden's clip of him discussing it back in 2017. And here we go. It's fairly quick. It's like 10 seconds. Um, so here is this clip. It's sustainable. What do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay 4.85 85 a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order and we have to stand firm. So So, you heard it right there. This is about the future of the liberal world order. You paying six dollars a gallon is about the future of the liberal world order that nobody even wants you to talk about. And you heard it right from the mouth of Joe Biden's advisor there. So that was a question regarding gas prices, right? They were asking him about gas prices. And uh, the question was basically, how long do you expect people to be able to pay this? And this, I don't know, airhead advisor, his response was, as long as it takes... As long as we can keep up the liberal world order. Well, I don't know about you. I know about my bank account. I know about my friend's bank account, family's bank account. None of my family members or friends or anybody gives a shit about the liberal world order. None of them. Not a single one. Haven't heard them, you know, hey, you, you're really glad the liberal world order is doing well today, aren't you? No, nobody's talking about that. Nobody cares, right? These, this Joe Biden and his advisors are so far removed from the general rep- uh, public that they think you actually care about the liberal world order. If anything, that's a concerning statement, right? For how long have we heard that the new world order is a conspiracy theory, right? Is, is something that, you know, doesn't exist. And, and, and you're just saying that because, uh, you know, you're, you're a conspiracy theorist, a tinfoil hat wearing crazy person. And now they're just saying it outright on, I don't know, whatever that was, MSNBC or whatever. Um, so the liberal world order is what that advisor just said is the reason that you need to pay six or $7 a gallon for gas. And again, I don't care about the liberal order world order. I don't care. I don't think you do either. I don't think even liberals care about the liberal world order, especially when they have to pay 6 or $7 a gallon for gas. It's crazy. Um, So we're going to go back and we're going to watch a clip real quick of Joe Biden saying a very similar thing in 2017. And what you'll notice if you're actually looking at the video format of this is that the background has three interesting words while he's discussing these things. And it says World Economic Forum. Hmm. If you don't know what the World Economic Forum is, you don't know who Charles Schwab is, who leads the World Economic Forum. Um it's basically the the weirdest uh Star Wars Imperial army uh I don't know, like the legitimate new world order being ran by all of the world governments, all right? Now Disney had a new series come out uh regarding Baymax. This the wokeness that Disney put into this tv series and i love this show like if you've ever seen the big hero six show it or movie it's a great movie all you have is go to their new show that they have and again this is uh the new baymax series and there's two episodes in a row two episodes in a row where they have this woke ideology and woke agenda being pushed on your children. Now I, you know, I don't care what you want to get have put in front of your children. I don't care what you want to teach your children. Honestly, don't teach my children your ideology at five, six, seven years old, right? And even if you want to introduce it, because there's a reason. There's a reason that you are not allowed to advertise to children. You're not allowed to advertise to children because they cannot make sense of what is true and what is false. They cannot make sense of when somebody is trying to deceive you for profit, right? So there's literal laws around advertising to children because they know they're susceptible. Highly susceptible to somebody of authority or somebody like their favorite movie character pushing an ideology and making something normal that maybe isn't. Or maybe you know shouldn't be pushed on a five to six year old. And again, there's two sides of Disney Plus. The shows on Disney Plus, and there's two sides of it. There's like the parent side and the child side, and the kids side of Disney Plus doesn't have a ton of movies that you would normally let your child watch, right? Like Moana's not on there. Uh, Cars Three, Peter Pan, Dumbo. Wreck It Ralph, like all of these, uh, Onward, which is another awesome kids movie, all of these movies that seemingly should be allowed for children that aren't for some obscure reason. But this new Baymax series is on the kid size, kid side of Disney, the kid size of Di- side of Disney Plus. And so you start to see in the series very quickly what they're starting to push. And so we'll watch this clip right here. And what it is, is it's this Baymax. If you don't know the, the background of Big Hero 6, Big Hero 6 is a movie about a kid who's uh, his parents are dead and he lives with his aunt and his brother, his older brother, and his older brother dies in a fire during the movie. And he's a really smart kid and he makes this robot and his brother has a robot who's like super nice and like heals people. I don't know. It's a great movie. You should go watch it. 100% you should go watch it. What you shouldn't watch if you're a child is the Baymax series because what they do is they they place Baymax, this robot, first of all, which is weird, in a pharmacy like a CVS type of deal. And he's asking what type of tampons he should buy. And I think the context of the episode is that he's looking for tampons for some girl who needs them because it's her first period. And again, this is like five to six year olds can watch this because the apparent the side of it is like seven or eight plus. So they're expecting five to six year olds to watch this series. And in the series, we'll, we'll go ahead and watch this. Um, he's asking about tampons and there's seven or eight people around him who are answering questions about tampons, which is like whatever tampons, who cares, periods, whatever. Like, yeah, if you want to talk to my kid about how the re, you know, how their body works. At seven, eight, nine years old. Honestly, it doesn't rub me the wrong way as long as you're doing it from a medical perspective. But that's not what they are doing here. Because one of the individuals is wearing a shirt that with the trans flag on it. And this appears to be a male person of the male sex when they were born. I'm not assuming their gender. <laughs> but it appears to be a man in the way that I was Brought up thinking men look based on their appearance, jawline, clothing, voice, testosterone level, genitals. I don't know. Um, but here's the story. Here's the here's the clip right here, and then we'll talk about it. Excuse me. Which of these products would you recommend? Oh, um, well. These are the tampons I usually use. Thank you. I prefer pads. They're more comfortable for me. Thank you. I always get the ones with wings. Thank you. Get unscented and bleach free if you can. Thank you. Yo, my daughter loves these. Thank you. These might be easier if it's her first period. These are really environmentally friendly. What they don't show you there is that one of the individuals is wearing a trans shirt is a man and says, this is the type of tampon that I use. Excuse me ma'am or sir. Don't want to, uh, you know, believe what your pronouns are based on your uh, actual gender at birth. But I don't know where, where is this person with a trans flag on their shirt putting this tampon? What is it doing for them? (laughs) And why are you trying to teach my five, six and seven year olds that periods are, uh, have men have periods? biological men have periods because this was a biological man wearing a trans shirt in Baymax. Why are you trying to teach my five, six, seven, eight, nine year old? Why are you trying to begin these questions at that age? Because all you're doing, and again, and if you go back to, there was a book written by a woman, um, I forget the name of it, but she wrote a book basically about how the mental health crisis that was prior to this uh, era. So let's say between like 2000 and 2016, There was a big manifestation of mental health issues for young women in the area of uh, anorexia and bulimia. And so what they saw was a similar drop between 2000 and I think it was 17 and 2021 when trans started to become a very popular topic of conversation. Um, What they saw was a very similar drop in the amount of women who were identifying or or had a mental health issue represent itself in the way of anorexia and bulimia, now representing itself in the way of gender dysphoria. And if you don't know what gender dysphoria is, ask a psychologist because they learned about it in school in the DSM-5 where it outlined what that actually is. And so why are you trying to push? And again, I don't have a problem if you want to like bring this up to a 14, 15 year old in school and represent these ideas and let them know that this is something that's out there. And this is what people think. And, you know, maybe, you know, somebody who's in this situation, but don't try and tell my children that a man can have a period. Don't try and tell my six year old, seven year old, five year old that, the, the actual reproductive organs of a man allow for that situation to happen because you're confusing them. That's not science, especially when you're claimed to be the party of science. That's not science. A man cannot have a period. Period. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. I don't have a uterus. I don't have a vagina. I don't have anything that's shedding its wall or it's lining that's causing uh, bleeding. I don't have that. I don't bleed from anywhere once a month. It does not work that way. Sorry to tell you, Disney, if you were so far uninformed that you actually believed a man could have a period, they can not. So don't groom my child to thinking that they can. And, and, and so you see it prior in the next episode of this Baymax series, because I watched it with my daughter right there. And then the very next episode is a a show about a guy who ends up asking another guy out on a date. And again, if you want to do this with like 12, 13, 14 year olds where they're aware of these things, don't do it to a five, six year old. I, I just don't see the place for this, like sexual orientation being brought up to somebody who is literally a toddler two years ago. Because you know what you're doing. You know, right? And, and, and again, and I wouldn't have a problem if, with this if it was coming from an independent company. This is literally the biggest entertainment company in the world. You know, the same entertainment company who, when you go back and watch the OG Lion King, wrote sex in the stars because they wanted to subconsciously program your children to be hypersexualized when it was convenient for them. It's the same company who had. The whatever that guy was from The Little Mermaid w- with a boner sitting there with a, a, another character on his lap. It's the same company. I literally have a list here in an article of all the crazy shit that Disney's done that's been hypersexualizing our children for decades like 55, 60 years. Right, and yet you want to take off Moana, Wreck It Ralph, uh, Mulan, Peter Pan, and Dumbo, but you're trying to groom my child into believing a man can have a period. What the fuck planet do you live on? And you're trying to like shape my child's reality because that's what you're doing, right? When you're p- positioning your child in the way, when you're teaching them something, you're shaping their reality because they don't know better. They don't know how these things work. They don't. They haven't been introduced. With by the reproductive system. And all they do is, you know, maybe they watch Netflix, they watch Disney Plus, they watch a little YouTube, and then they speak with the parent. And now they're trying to interject their ideology into your child's mind at five years old. The same way that they were writing Sex in the Stars, hypersexualizing you at the age of five, six, seven years old when you were watching The Lion King back in the 90s. The same way that they were, you know, they had Aladdin saying good teenagers take off their clothes. That was in Aladdin. That was literally in the OG Aladdin to where they there was like all this controversy around it. But Aladdin, there was like everyone has heard the claim. I have the article up here. Everyone has heard the claim that Aladdin says good teenagers take off your clothes in the balcony scene where he is about to take Jasmine on a magic carpet ride. While it was argued back and forth for many years, Disney muted the line in its re-release of Aladdin. Why would you mute a line in a movie unless you believe what it was doing was wrong? Hmm. Now, let's look at some other stuff. And they literally don't even have Fantasia on the children's Disney side, like this children's side of Disney. They don't have Fantasia. Fantasia is a literal music based movie from like 1940 with like lights and all this weird cool stuff and like and this is also the same exact company that had Alice in Wonderland they did multiple movies on Alice in Wonderland which is literally just a movie about tripping balls on shrooms or acid and you can go watch that on Disney plus right now Yet you want to censor Moana in Cars Three? Like you can't watch Cars Three on there. It's it's just so interesting to me that they want to push this ideology on the child side of Disney. Now, again, I don't like if you want to have and I'll play this clip here of the Baymax, like the the guy asking the other guy out on a date, which is like, cool, you know, do your thing. Again, I I don't care what you do in your sex life. Cool. if That's what you do. If that's, you know, your sexuality, I get it 100%. Go ahead and do you. But I don't think that the same company that's writing Sex in the Stars should be introducing this to five and six year olds when at the same time, they're not allowing them to watch Cars 3 in the name of doing the right thing. So and then if we go back to the aristocrats, aristocats, right, they, they took that off there um, because of it. They, they took um, what was it? The movie The Rescuers. If you go watch the the old OG Disney movie The Rescuers in the background on a poster, there's a literal naked woman on the poster. Still on Disney Plus. <clears throat> Let's see, what else do we have here from Disney? Now they took off uh, the Peter Pan. Now the Peter Pan one, like they, they, I think they did the same thing for Mulan. Like Mulan has, uh, you know, they did it for racist ideology because um, I don't know what the part about it was for Mulan. With Peter Pan, they did it because he wore like the feather hats, um, and it said the probably the most mo- racist moment in the mainstream Disney film is the moment of Peter Pan, where a lovely tune explains why Native Americans are red in the catchy tune, What Makes the Red Man Red. We learned that Indians started off as white people. Then they were kissed by girls and turned bright red, and the redness never went away. (laughs) Okay. That's one hell of an origin myth, and when it's delivered by a chorus of natives, why wouldn't a six-year-old child believe it? And that last line is important there. Why would a, you know, when it's, delivered by a chorus of natives when it's delivered in a situation where there's seven people standing around baymax a literal robot looking for a tampon then there's se- seven people around him shouting out you know uh tips and tricks for how to use a tampon and then you have a actual man biological man in a trans shirt who's throwing his opinion out about how he utilizes tampons Now, again, let's take the last sentence of this article where it says, when it's delivered by a chorus of, in this case, individuals in the Baymax show, why wouldn't a six-year-old child believe it? Why wouldn't a six-year-old child believe that a man can have a period? And and why are you going to confuse an 11-year-old girl into believing that, you know, what happens to you happens to him and everybody's, you know, it's just, it's not how it works. And we don't live in the fantasy land of Disney, right? And then you get into, you know, even the darker side of Disney where they find out all of these, you know, all of these um, sex trafficking rings where people are being busted as pedophiles in actual Disney world. And it gets even darker. So... I don't know. To me, it's bothersome. You know, I just watched that clip with my I actually watched the show with my daughter and to see that that Baymax clip where the man is talking about how he utilizes tampons and then immediately follow it up like back to back episodes um, where, you know, I don't know. Again, I don't care what you do. I think you should absolutely have I think like in Onward, the movie with Disney, they actually have a scene where a woman talks about her wife and like, cool, get it. Cool. 100 percent. Um, but trans men don't have periods. Men don't have periods. They don't bleed. They don't shed a uterine lining on their, you know, it just doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. And why are we trying to teach our youth that that's actually a thing? It's gross. All right. Now, speaking of gender ideology, major U.S. airlines to allow gender neutral option on ticket reservations this is an article from Reuters as of July 1st. It goes on to say that major U.S. airlines have agreed to update computer systems by the end of 2024 to allow travelers to purchase tickets with an ex-gender marker, <clears throat> an airline trade group confirmed on Friday. U.S. Senator Ron Wyden, in a letter to Airlines for America chief executive Nick Calio, that was seen by Reuters, said member airlines committed to the change after he had engaged with the group. A spokesman from the airline group confirmed that Wyden's letter was accurate. Airlines for America represents passenger carriers for Delta Airlines, United Airlines, American Airlines, Southwest Airlines, Alaska Airlines, Hawaiian Airlines, and JetBlue Airways. Now, it goes on to say in March, the Biden administration said that Americans would be allowed to choose an X for gender on their passport applications and select their sex on social security cards. Now, I've said this before. I said it about the bathroom thing. I've said it about sports. I'll say it about this too. If we're gonna have an X option, why don't we just not ask people's gender? If it no longer is, if no longer matters, if we can just be whatever we want any given day, depending on how we feel, why not just have it be not gender like not genderless? You're not genderless. Let's just stop asking gender because. Literally, why does it matter what your gender is when I'm traveling on a plane? Are you going to check and make sure when I walk in the door through security? And and if I don't have a a penis, you're going to turn me around? Like, why are we asking this to begin with? So if you want to play these silly games, don't make an X. There's no X in gender. It doesn't exist. It's not a thing. There's men and there's women. Those are the only two genitalias that exist in this world. So if we're not checking for anything and there's no reason, same thing with the bathrooms, same thing with sports. Right. If you want sports to be allowed to women to compete with men and men to compete with women. Cool. Do it. Fine. Leah Thomas, the number one record breaking swimmer of all time in female NCAA IV League swimming <laughs> when she was number 400 and whatever. You're just going to see that women's sports become men's sports. Unfortunately, that's the way that biology works. Men tend to have, you know, better, you know, thicker bone density. They tend to have different muscular structures. If we're going to say that it doesn't matter what your gender is, if it doesn't matter how your chemical and bodily makeup is and your muscle structure, then just say it doesn't matter. Don't, don't tell me that a woman is a man or a man is a woman and then can then compete in women's sports and shatter every record ever because you're not living in the real world. So in the same case here, if we're going to have X on our passports as a gender option, then just don't ask me my gender, because obviously it doesn't matter if I can put an X there. Just don't ask. It's a silly thing to do. So it goes on to say that in March, the Biden administration said Americans would be allowed to choose an X for their gender on their passport applications and select their sex on social security cards. Nobody should have to misgender themselves in order to book a flight, Wyden wrote. And by forcing travelers to book their ticket with inaccurate gender information, airlines also end up providing inaccurate information to the Transportation Security Administration. Is it? Now, I want to identify the way that language works because I think this is important to note here. When we're talking about gender, right, that's how the word breaks down. You're talking about the... Um, Latin, uh, where where the the word actually comes from, from the Latin language, right? A lot of the American or the, the English language derives from Latin derivatives. And the word gender breaks down to two points within the Latin language, which has meaning itself. Gender is not, or I'm sorry, language is not a construct, at least in our sense. Language from the English language does not just derive from Air, and we can change the way that words work at any given time. No, language is sounds that give meaning. And we have derived the meaning of our sounds based on basic languages that came from before English, right? And in this case, Latin is the, is the derivative of much of the English language. So then when we look at the actual derivative of gender, it comes from the same derivative of gen- It tolls, genitals, gender. You don't just get to make it a construct and change it to be whatever you want. You don't get to put an X there. Now, if you want to identify as whatever, you want to wear whatever clothing you want and say that, you know, you have, you know, go back to the DSM 5 and talk about that conversation from earlier, that's fine. Do what you want to do, be who you want to be, wear what you want to wear, call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. And I will respect that. But X is not a gender, it doesn't exist. So, let's just call it the same way you can have gender-neutral bathrooms. Let's have a gender-neutral passport. Maybe it doesn't matter what your gender is to go fly on a plane. It shouldn't. It shouldn't matter at all what your gender is to fly on a plane. It shouldn't matter what your gender is to go to a different country. It shouldn't matter. In the same way that it shouldn't matter what your sexuality is. right? You shouldn't have to identify your sexuality when you go fly on a plane. One place that it does matter, though, is sports. Because sports have real repercussions, especially when you're talking about contact sports. Just in the same way that we saw, you know, um, transgender MMA fighters literally breaking the face of women without telling them that they were a man and had different bone density and different different bodily structure and different uh, muscle tone and structure. Right, and that's the whole that, that's the whole argument. Right. So so there should be no reason that we have an X on a passport. Okay, now it goes on to say that Wyden's letter said member airlines will publish a page on their website detailing the specific steps that non-binary individuals can take to obtain tickets that reflect their gender, such as working with a customer service representative who can manually update the gender marker on their ticket. Wyden's letter noted that United and American Airlines have already changed their booking process to allow travelers to book tickets with an ex gender marker, but not all U.S. airlines have followed their example. The State Department in June of 2021 said that U.S. Citizen citizens could select their gender on applications without having to submit medical documentation. In October, it issued the first American passport with a X gender marker. <laughs> what does X stand for? The TSA in March said it would implement gender-neutral screening at its checkpoints. Now, all of you in the comments section here posting pride flags, 100%, go pride, right? Pride month, whatever, sexuality, whatever. Trans is not a sexuality. Trans is is a gender issue. It's not a sexuality. Being gay, being lesbian, being bisexual is a sexuality. They've muddied the water of the LGB community with the T's. Go watch the, what is it? The, um... Oh, what a Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle has the literal best comedy bit ever. Where he talks about the, uh, <laughs> he like breaks it down into where they like all get into an Uber. There's the L's, the G's, the B's, and they're all mad that the T's are trying to hijack their thunder. It's, it's such a great construct that he breaks it down as because the way that they've tried to like hijack the sexuality movement, because it should absolutely be allowed. You should absolutely be able to marry somebody of the same sex, it should be like, and, and have it be socially acceptable and raise children together, adopt like everything, 100%. 100%. But the fact that you want women or men to compete in women's sports and break their fucking face in an MMA fight and not even have to tell the other individual that they're a man and have different bodily and bone structure than the other individuals is a problem. That's a real problem, right? Again, do what you do sexually. Like, again, I 100% on board with you. You should absolutely be able to get married. You should absolutely be able to date whoever you want to, but don't expect someone to work their ass off their entire life as a woman in female sports, and then to just be super happy and clapping their hands on the podium as they take second place by a half a mile to a man who had a severe, severe, um, you know, much better bodily makeup to win that event. It's unfair. It's not fair. And in the same case here, let's just call it all gender neutral, right? Let's have a gender neutral league. For sports. And the problem with that is, let's say we mix the WNBA with the NBA, throw LeBron in the WNBA, throw, you know, what is going to happen is all of the men are just also going to represent the women's sports. There's not going to be any women in the sports. And the fact is they're bigger, they're stronger. they, They generally are more athletic because of their bodily makeup. They're faster. Now, literally go. I'm not saying these things frivolously, I'm telling you, if you go look at the Guinness Book of World Records or the Olympic records for any event ever that is specifically athleticism, you will find that the men generally are faster. They generally lift more when it comes to weights. They're more athletic in in their events. That's the same reason that the U.S. women's Olympic soccer team plays 14-year-old boys teams And and a lot of times gets beat. That's the thing. I saw an actual uh, athlete from the U.S. women's Olympic team post about it. And they made a a point of that, the fact that there's a reason that there is differentiations in gender. Now, that doesn't exactly pertain to this. That's just a little side note. But let's just call it. Why do we need gender on a passport? Why do we need gender on an airline ticket? It seems stupid, right? So if we're going to play these little games where you can put an X on there, let's just not put gender on there. Why does it matter in the first place? All right, so segues. (laughs) Segues. Um, So another big event that has come out recently, another big topic of conversation has been that Ghislaine Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years in prison in the Jeffrey Epstein sex trafficking case. 20 years. Who would have thought? Now, I'm surprised because this article was written on June 26th or June 28th, June 28th, that she has not somehow managed to kill herself already magically in a prison with, you know, padded walls. But I'm also surprised that you can get a a sex trafficking case when you never actually trafficked it to any individuals who are being charged with the crime in the first place. Who did she traffic these people to? Because we know there was a big, long black book, Epstein's black book of every individual, uh, videotapes, VHSs, in boxes boxes of VHS tapes that were taken from Epstein Island, literal names of all the flight logs, not a single individual at all that we've been told of has been prosecuted for having children trafficked to them by Ghislaine Maxwell. So here it goes. It says, British socialite turned convicted sex trafficker Ghislaine Maxwell finally got her due Tuesday when she was sentenced to 20 years in prison for her role in helping rich and powerful pedophile Jeffrey Epstein abuse young girls. Now, what this doesn't mention, too, is that she was also accused of raping young girls with him. As if you followed the trial, you would have saw, because there was actually testimony by, a, a, a I think it was Giraff G-I-R-A-F-F-E, who testified that she was inappropriately touched and Glenn Maxwell was actually a part of these actions that happened on the island and was a part of grooming them and actually exploiting them sexually. Goes on to say that U.S. District Judge Allison Nathan said the sentence of 240 months was sufficient and not greater than necessary for Maxwell, who appeared to, who earlier addressed the court and told victims in a half-hearted apology, I am sorry for the pain that you experienced. Yeah. Okay. As she finally learned her fate, the 60-year-old predator's face remained inscrutable and she briefly hugged her attorneys before leaving the courtroom, wearing blue jail scrubs, her dark brown locks cut in a bob, <laughs> and her ankles in shackles. She did not speak to her siblings, who were seated in the row behind her. The number of people harmed is impossible to measure, said victim Annie Farmer, who testified at a trial, told the court during Tuesday's hearing as Maxwell's shoulders tensed. The Epstein Madam tried to avoid looking at her victims as they spoke, but she did lock eyes with Sarah Ransom when her victim told her, You broke me in unfathomable ways, but you didn't break my spirit, nor did you dampen my internal flame that now burns brighter than ever before. And it's amazing how we got so much coverage, so much coverage of how many trials over the last how you know year and a half between Kyle Rittenhouse and like we've literally never had more celebrity trials than we've had in the last, I don't know, seven months. All these huge, you know, inside the courtroom, Hollywood esque type events. And then speaking of that, Nancy Pelosi hiring a literal, uh, you know, director of movies to try and put a, a celebrity esque spin on the January 6th trials, which I think are still going on today, I don't know. Nobody's watching them and nobody really cares because everybody knows that it was potentially set up by the FBI as pointed to by Ted Cruz, who interviewed the CIA director, assistant of national security. I don't know, some long name where she's, you know, if you recall, I put out a video on it where she goes, you know, I can't answer that. You know, did you guys incite violence on January 6th? I can't answer that. Did you guys have agents present who were prov- uh, provocateurs to attempt to get into the Capitol building. I can't answer that. Well, why can't you answer that? Well, you can't answer that because you know the answer is yes. And then we saw, what was it? Ray Epps, right? Ray Epps. You go back and look at Ray Epps. And Ray Epps was the individual who I put in my video who was going into the Capitol, into the cap. We got to go in there. you know. And then no- out of everybody who's literally still sitting in a white, jail cell right now in the bottom of Joe Biden's uh, White House, (laughs) being held by the CIA secretly, allegedly. Uh, Ray Epps is still sitting on his, you know, hundred acre farm with a golf cart, not facing any charges when there's actually footage of him telling people the day before that they have to go into the Capitol. I don't know. I digress. But it's all a conspiracy theory. I don't actually believe any of that. Um, It says Maxwell's defense attorneys. Meanwhile, I don't know how we got into that. Uh, Maxwell's defense attorney, meanwhile, had begged for leniency, saying she should get no more than four to five years. Wow. For raping and sex trafficking. Dozens, if not hundreds of young women in a literal Ponzi scheme of pedophilia. If you look back, if you go watch the documentary, which I started and didn't finish because it made me sick to my stomach having to watch this and all the horrific things that they did to these kids. But if you go back, the way that they did it is they literally recruited it like it was a multi-level market. They would get one girl in a school to go back and recruit other girls from the school to go back and recruit other girls from the school. And they would pay them money for every girl that they brought in to give massages to these old men. And eventually they would be sex trafficked to an island of celebrities. And their parents were like, it was just so gross. But it was like a multi-level, literally like a multi-level market, like the advocate of pedophilia. And Ghislaine Maxwell ran it all, literally ran it all, was the one who convinced the girls would go into the, you know, go by the schools and pick these girls up, would have them in the room with her and then actually sexually assault them the way that they were outlined within that as well. So it goes on to say that her sentence marks the end of a lengthy criminal proceedings that started after Maxwell's arrest at a sprawling New Hampshire estate in July of 2020. Prosecutors brought the charges against Maxwell months after Epstein, her former partner in crime, killed himself in Manhattan jail cell while awaiting trial on sex trafficking raps. Today's sentence holds Ghislaine Maxwell accountable for perpetrating heinous crimes against children, U.S. Attorney of the Southern District of New York, Nabian Williams, said in a statement. This sentence sends a strong message that no one is above the law and is never too late for justice. Maxwell's attorney, Bobby Sternheim, and if you watched any of the trials, like, or if you listened to the um, actual uh, outlines of the trials or like what was actually said, it was dis- this woman was disgusting. She literally related Jeffrey Epstein to James Bond in her opening statement, literally called him a modern day James Bond in her opening statement about sex trafficking children for pedophilia. It goes on to say, in addition to the prison term, she also imposed a $750,000 fine on Maxwell, who could potentially get credit for the two years she's already spent behind bars or have some of her time shaved off for good behavior. That's terrible. I don't think there's any amount of good behavior that overcomes you literally sex trafficking children for profit and then also sexually assaulting them. It also says that her attorneys requested that she serve out her time at a federal prison in Danbury. Connecticut, the low-security women's lockup that served as the inspiration for Netflix Orange is the New Black. The uh, Oxford-educated heiress and daughter of late publishing tycoon Robert Maxwell, who spent much of her life hobnobbing with the rich and famous, hobnobbing, that's an interesting term, um, was convicted of sex trafficking. Now, if you don't know anything about Ghislaine Maxwell's dad, that's another interesting conversation. Ghislaine Maxwell's dad was allegedly... A agent for the Mossad, which is like a secret intelligence agency um, for, I think it's like Saudi Arabia or something like that, or the Saudi princes, I don't know. Um, But he also purchased uh, the books, um, what is it? It's uh, McGraw-Hill. Ghislaine Maxwell's dad bought McGraw-Hill. You know, every single textbook ever that you ever got ever in high school that had McGraw-Hill on it was owned by Ghislaine Maxwell's dad, who at one point considered changing the name to Maxwell, but then didn't do so in fear that it would come back on him and who his actual, you know, his background was, but owned McGraw-Hill. And I believe still does today. Like that family still owns McGraw-Hill, which is literally every textbook ever in both high school, middle school, elementary school, and college. Every person out there right now can identify with that book company. McGraw Hill is owned by Ghislaine Maxwell's dad. You know, the Ghislaine Maxwell who – and it's like I think her dad actually died, got pushed off – well, didn't get pushed off. Fell off of a boat, his yacht in like the middle of the ocean uh, mysteriously. That family's nuts. And you look back at their background, the sister of Ghislaine Maxwell like, was one of the very first internet technology tycoons who came out with a search engine or some shit back in the early 90s and became a billionaire off of it. It's crazy when you look into the history of Ghislaine Maxwell and her family. Goes on to say that uh, four women testified at her publicized, highly publicized trial and not enough highly publicized as, uh, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean actor over uh, minor spousal abuse, but the widely publicized trial in Manhattan Federal Court. And two of them, several other accusers, also addressed the court Tuesday, calling on the judge to lock Maxwell up and throw away the key. They hailed the sentence that Nathan opposed, with one Elizabeth Stein calling it vindication and validation. Virginia Garuff Roberts, which is the individual I was talking about earlier, who had long accused Maxwell and Epstein of trafficking her to Britain's prince, Andrew, described Maxwell like a wolf in sheep's clothing in her letter to the court. Yeah, it's interesting how uh, Prince Andrew, Prince Andrew, literal royalty, was accused during this trial of sexually abusing a girl who is in the trial, under oath, and he's sitting free somewhere right now, probably on a different island, sexually assaulting other young children. Like, how? what the fuck kind of world is this? Says, um, she went on to say that, Galen, you deserve to spend the rest of your life in the jail cell, she wrote. You deserve to be trapped in a cage forever, just like you trapped your victims. Kate, a former British model who also used her first name and testified at trial, said Maxwell and Epstein's victims are unified to bring justice to a common enemy. No person should be shielded from the consequences of their actions, Kate said, calling Maxwell a manipulative and cruel person who has shown a lack of remorse for how she ruined the lives of countless women and children. Staring at Maxwell, she said, today I can look at Ghislaine and tell her that I became what I am today in spite of her and her efforts to make me feel powerless and insignificant. The disgraced socialite who has denied that she abused anyone has remained locked up in Brooklyn's Metropolitan Detention Center for nearly two years since her bust and throughout her month-long trial. Federal prosecutors at trial portrayed Maxwell as a sophisticated predator who was inextricably linked to Epstein, including in his pursuit of girls to sexually abuse from 1994 to 2004. It goes on to show a literal picture of Prince Andrew with Virginia Garuff, with Ghislaine Maxwell smirking behind her. Maxwell was Jeffrey Epstein's right hand," said Assistant U.S. Attorney General or U.S. Attorney Allison Mo, as she said in her clothing sta- closing statements in December twentieth. Maxwell and Epstein were partners," she said. "They were partners in crime who sexually exploited young girls together." So, ding dong, the witch is dead, bitches. Ghislaine Maxwell is in jail for at least 20 years. Well, at the most 20 years, which I think is insignificant. I think she should literally be given a 40-year sentence and on good behavior have the opportunity to be out when she's 125 years old. I think that uh, 20-year state uh, sentence for all of the horrific things that she did is unjust. And eventually we'll either see that, you know, maybe she's going to wind up. Hanging herself in her prison cell though with padded walls with you know, the video being cut at exactly the right time with wall on suicide watch (laughs) Or maybe we'll see her uh, get out on good behavior after seven years, which I think is the more likely of the scenarios All right, and then the last article that we're going to talk about because it just caught my eye based on all of the weirdness and diet today um, is going to be this one by New York post, which says that vegan mom starved her toddler to death with diet of raw vegetables and fruits. This was on July 1st of 2022 written by the New York post it goes on to say that a Florida vegan mother has been found guilty of murdering her 18 month old son after only feeding him raw fruits and vegetables. Sheila O'Leary, 39 years old, is facing life in prison after a jury, life in prison after uh, convicted her Wednesday of murder in a string of child abuse charges over 2019 death of her toddler, Ezra O'Leary. Her little boy weighed just 17 pounds, seven pounds below average, when his parents noticed he had stopped breathing. O'Leary and her husband, Ryan O'Leary, told police that Ezra followed a strict vegan diet, but that he is also breastfed. They said the boy hadn't eaten in the for about a week prior to his death and was having trouble sleeping. An autopsy found that the little boy died of malnutrition complications. Prosecutors accused the mother of failing to seek proper medical care for her son when she realized he was ill. She, to- she, chose, geez, she chose to disregard his cries, Assistant State Attorney Sarah Miller said. She didn't need a scale to see his bones. She didn't need a scale to hear his cry. Prosecutors added that the couple had also been neglecting their three children, all under the age of 11, when Ezra died. We're here because their children were starving so much that the youngest starved to death. <clears throat> like, that's horrible. And it's this, like, the this situation with all of these fad diets. And you see it every day with, like, all of the individuals who are out there who are <clears throat> literally like the vegan cat hashtag on Instagram, <laughs> where people <laughs> try to feed their cat, who is a carnivore, lettuce, um, like all these little crazy people that are out there, uh, because they're vegan, like somehow, you know, they're they're helping the world by not feeding their cat the proper nutrition that they need. So we see it here with this woman who obviously tried to impose her, her nutritional ideology onto her infant at a very young age in this horrific incident. Um, I just can't imagine what a seventeen pound eighteen month old would look like and to know how long she must have known that he was, you know, not given the proper nutrition. Uh, but that's just so frustrating to read. and and again, it comes back to like literally fad diets. Your toddler does not need to be vegan. Your toddler needs proper nutrition. It needs protein. it needs much more than raw vegetables and fruit. But I would say, if that's all this, like if she just literally just didn't feed him proper nutrients and he died, that's horrible. And she definitely deserves to be treated as such and to go to jail for uh, n- not giving her child proper nutrition. But a life sentence for that compared to 20 years for Ghislaine Maxwell, who purposefully sexually assaulted and trafficked young women for decades to Hollywood and political elites at least that's similar, at least that's comparable. And so the fact that Ghislaine Maxwell got 20 years and this woman's facing a life sentence, you know, if that's the only thing to the story, I don't know what the other types of, of, you know, um, you know, improper care that was going on here was, but if that's it and they were just improperly feeding this child, now obviously the child died and that's horrific and, and this is a terrible situation, um, but if the mother wasn't just actually starving her child with purposeful intent to kill her child off and was feeding them just the wrong diet, was an absolute idiot and had no idea of how nutrition works or to look at a child and know that they're obviously in need of better nutrition standards. I don't know. It still It still seems to me as if maybe there should at least be a comparable standard. Anyways. <laughs> Um, On that note, kind of a negative way to to, to end off here, (laughs) but it's good to be back. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I appreciate you so much. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode uh, and we will be back again a second time this week for another episode because I have lots lots to talk about. So um, again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now. Head over to redpillrevolution.co and make sure that you're not leaving your children, your spouse, your wife, your husband, um, without the proper financial backing if you do die. Because one thing is for sure, every single person that's listening to this, every single person that's watching this has loved ones and is also going to die. And you can at least alleviate some aspect of that. By making sure that you financially take care of them with life insurance. Redpillrevolution.co.com is for losers. Again, um, five star review. I appreciate you so much. Hit that subscribe button. Have a great rest of your day. If you are listening to this uh, in the um, as it was put out, <clears throat> it is the 3rd of July uh, when I'm recording this in 2022. So happy 4th. I hope you enjoy your weekend and have a great day. Welcome to The Revolution. Thank you.